Thank you for tuning in to the Dope Vision Experience Podcast. It's your boy, Frank Nitty. I'm back for another episode. I'm back for another week. I'm glad you guys clicked the button and gave me a chance to give you my opinions and my thoughts about the things that's been going on in our culture. You know, I'm excited about this year. I got a ton of things planned and lined up. You know, I just want to get to them, you know, one step at a time. You know, you just have to sometimes take a step back and you have to celebrate the small wins. You know, a lot of times we have our mindset on the end goal and we always reaching for that, you know, that, that ultimate goal, but you're not celebrating along the way. And the journey itself is the exciting part. You know, sometimes you you look so far in the head that you forget to enjoy the small things. So, you know, I always want you guys to, like myself, you know, to, to remember to slow down, take a minute, breathe, and celebrate those small wins. You know, you have to celebrate them in order to get to the big wins because you're just stacking them. You're just hitting those singles. If you're, like I always try to say, you know, I'm a sports guy. So I'm always thinking about, you know, a lot of people just want to swing for the fences, but that's not what's going to keep you in the league. That's not what's going to keep the momentum. You have to, you know, sometimes take those singles and doubles. You know, those singles and doubles add up to triples, and those triples going to add up to big wins for you. So just remember to slow down, take a moment, breathe, and celebrate those small wins. I'm encouraging everybody this year to take a moment think about your what you want to do and how you're going to accomplish it and then i want you to write it down on paper and after you write it down i want you to break it down to smaller tasks and then attack those tasks and i want you to go hard for 180 days you know i want you to go full fledged behind your idea once you put it down on paper you scratch off those things you accomplish those goals and after you got out 180 days you'll be so you'll be surprised how far you've gone we sometimes tend to think about the idea and how you know much work is going to take and we talk ourselves out of these ideas and sometimes we sit around on these ideas because we're afraid to tell someone we're afraid that somebody's going to take that idea and going to run with it and, and blow it up and you're going to miss out on the opportunity but the the reality of it is is because just because you're not going to do it doesn't mean somebody else is not going to do it you know you can sit on that idea and then you one day you can wake up in the middle of the night in an infomercial and somebody's going to be running that idea exactly the way you thought of it and you're going to be crushed so instead of doing that, why don't you get out there and do it? And I know some of the people, you know, we always want to get out and think about the small things that we can do to kind of get off the ground. We want to, you know, flip some T-shirts, flip some phones. You know, these are some of the things that kind of get you going. But there are many more, many more ideas out there that you can possibly do to get you off the ground and get you going. But you you have a special gift. You know, you just have to figure out what that gift is, you know, but if you put a plan in motion and you, you know, make those goals and it becomes a reality when you scratch it down on a piece of paper. You know, we always can talk about it in our minds and we have these grandiose ideas. But when you actually put it on paper and then you break those goals down to smaller goals and subtasks and you work on those one task at a time and you reach that little small goal, that's like getting that single. And then that single stacks onto that double and then that double gets to the triple and then the triple gets you to the inner park home run and then you go to the next go that's what it's all about you know you just keep at it you know go 180 days hard with your idea you stay focused on that idea and watch what happens you know it's going to be some ups and there's going to be some downs but if you stay with it it's going to work out for you and then once you get to that six month period then you look back and be like man look how far i've come and then you're going to have that juice to be able to go even further so this year, you know, start off the year right. You know, if you're going to get some type of stimulus return or tax return, take that money in and put it towards a goal. Put it towards a business. Do something that do something with it this year. I know you talk about this every year, like, oh, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to do this. Do it now. Just take a leap of faith. You never know where it's going to take you. You just have to try it. You know, you won't know how successful you can be until you try it. 
you know if you continue to just sit around and you wait for opportunities they're never going to come you have to create the opportunity when you get the ball rolling people are going to see you doing great things and they're going to get on board they're going to help you they're going to motivate you so just do it you know this is the year of actually doing something that you've never done before you have to get out your comfort zone if you don't get out your comfort zone you can't level up that's what it's all about you know moving moving beyond your comfort zone and that's how you level up and move on to the next level of your life you know it's all about progression in life you know you start as a child you move as, as a, a teenager then you get to a, a young adult and then you go into adulthood and then you just continue to level up as you continue to get older we're going to be you're going to be a lot older a lot longer than you're going to be young so in order to level up, you have to get out. You have to push yourself outside of the comfort zone. Nobody's going to do it but yourself. So get used to being uncomfortable. And when you get uncomfortable, that's when you know that you're doing something. So with that in mind, just put 180 days behind your idea, put it down on paper and then go after it. You know, I want to see you guys do great. You know, hit me up. Let me know how it goes. You know, but so I want to go ahead and get the podcast started because there's a ton of things I want to get to get to. I just want to get that out. You know, I want you guys to kind of be encouraged and be inspired to do something great this year. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and start the podcast started. You know, grab your lighters, pull up. If you're in the gym, you're in the car, you're exercising, do extra set for me. Turn me up. Let's get it. Thank you guys for sticking around to the Dove Vision Experience Podcast. This is your boy Frank and I'm back. Man, we just getting started into the year and this year has already kind of started off on a, a bang. You know, we've actually seen that Georgia has actually stepped up and they've been doing some great things down there. They flipped the state during the, the election, you know, the presidential election runoff. Now we have the Senate runoff and then you know, there was a tight race. You know, there was a 50-50 race almost up to the end. You know, we got the, you know, the, the blue, it turned it blue. So the House is actually blue and now the Senate's blue. So there are some great things is happening in the country and i think it's contributed to a lot of the people who actually move into georgia you know because georgia is a very economical state to live in so i think a lot of people like from new york and and california are migrating down there because it's just a little bit more cheaper to live so they want to be able to you know use the money that they have and they want to stretch it a lot a lot further and in georgia you can definitely do that i lived there before i know how economical it is and so when people are moving and migrating to those cities they are taking the way that they vote normally and they're migrating down to atlanta and they've actually flipped their state from red to blue and that causes a ruckus you know a lot of different things are going on especially when we hear you know trump jumping on the phone and he's acting like a real mafioso boss like hey you need to go find these votes for me you know it's a shame of what's going on you need to go find these votes so he's basically been kind of you know since the election he's been sour he's been a sore loser he hasn't been wanting to concede so he's been you know trying to bounce from state to state to try to get them to kind of recount and you know try to find some votes for him and he's trying to on his last leg because he's going to be out january the 20th and so he's on the last ditch effort to try to figure out how can i go about you know changing my my fortune i don't want to lose his power there's a lot going on you know, I might be, you know, impeached or, you know, I might be arrested out there. I'm out, out, of, out of here. But, you know, here's the clip with the secretary of state trying to mafioso his way into finding some new votes. But bro, I ain't going. Check this out. Big story on Action News tonight is the newly released phone call, which recorded President Trump urging top officials in Georgia to, quote, find enough votes to overturn the election. That's right. That recording was released late this afternoon by The Washington Post. And the phone call in its entirety lasted an hour. And here is a portion of that recording. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 
votes, which is one more that we have, because we won the state. So, so tell me, Brad, what are we going to do? We won the election, and it's not fair to take it away from us like this. Throughout this call, the Georgia Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, can be heard rejecting Trump's assertions again and again, saying President-elect Joe Biden's victory in Georgia was fair and it was accurate. The White House is declining to comment tonight on this bombshell report. Man, dude is a, a delusional madman. He's like, hey, you need to go find me some votes. And, it, and, the, and the, the Secretary of State is like, bro, he won the state. It's over with. Pretty much let it go. He's like, nah, man, I can't let this go. I got to find these votes somehow. Somebody got to come through for me. I know the state of Georgia is going to come through for me. But now that's not that's not going to happen. And and those are the type of situations where kind of pushed him over the edge. And he started to edge on his 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 crowd, his his base. And, you know, this is where they're going to lead up to something major and something big. You you already know what's coming next you know he's, he's actually rallying up the troops and he's trying to get something going and then the next couple of days we see what happens we see you know white privilege take full-fledged force and try to storm into the <laughs> it's almost too funny to kind of talk about what they did you know i wonder where these people get online at. are they on some type of facebook group you know kind of going back and forth these trump supporters like what we're going to do how we're going to support trump and mary giuliana he got them all in his back pocket they're all really out here beating the ground for trump trying to make trying to change you know, the election like now nah, bro you lost the you lost the electoral college votes and you lost the popular vote it's over bro let it go He's like, nah, man, I can't let this go. I got to go get the people. I got to rile the people up. I got to get the people going. This is what I'm doing. We got to make something happen. So he's trying to fuck shit up before he leave. He's like, I'm going to get my people. We're going to do what we do. Proud boys, where y'all at? Let's go make it happen. And so, you know, these people decided to, you know, take it upon themselves. They want to, you know, they got incited by basically Trump coming in and saying crazy things to him and let him know that he still think the election was stolen from him, which I can't clearly see anywhere where somebody kind of stole something from him. You know, he's everything has been counted for. Some states are actually counted twice. He, he's been losing every time and every corner that he tries to go around. He's been running to the L. Bro, just take that L and live with it. So we see the other day what happened was we see a lot of his supporter show up on Capitol Hill and they came ready to bang. They had already planned what they were going to do. I'm pretty sure they talked about it on all they crazy boards that they probably been communicated on about what they're going to do when they get to Capitol Hill. We're going to tear something up. We're going to climb some wall. We're going to break ones. We're going to get into the Senate floor. And you know these crazy folks, they actually did it. This is what white privilege gives you. They give they gives you the delusion or the illusion that you can do whatever you want to and there's no consequences. So they showed up to Capitol Hill and they forced their way into the Capitol Hill and they forced their way onto the Senate floor and they forced their way into the secretaries and, and different offices throughout the building. You know, there was no gunshots. There was no there was no no tear gas. There was nothing. Imagine if there was Black Lives Matter, you know, just coming in there. You know, they're going to try to tear up some stuff. They would have been shot, handcuffed, drug out. It would have been blood everywhere. But no, but not these Trump supporters. These Trump supporters, they stormed Capitol Hill. Listen to this clip here. Ma'am, what, what happened to you? I got maced. You got maced. By the police. And what happened? You were trying to go inside the yeah, Capitol? Yeah, I made it like a foot inside and they pushed me out and they maced me. What's your, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. And why did you want to go in? <laughs> we're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, Trump really got these folks fooled out here, man. This is crazy. 
I've never heard of anything. We've never seen anything like this before in our life. These people really stormed the Capitol. They think it's a revolution going on out here. But these same people didn't care shit about the Black Lives Matter movement when it was going on. They was drinking their tea. They was eating their cheese. And they didn't care. They was like, why is these black people out here vandalizing and looting and doing all this crazy stuff? And they just at home, not with a care in the world because it's not bothering them. But now Trump has riled them up and they're out here trying to start a revolution, trying to take over the Capitol. They're trying to, trying to perform a coup. And what is a coup? A coup is an illegal attempt to take power through the force or threat of force, usually involving at least fractions of the military or formal security. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to overthrow the government. This is not a third world country, but this is what it looked like the other day. You see white people climbing up on walls. They're climbing up on scaffolds. They're breaking windows out. They're, they're walking out. They're taking podiums. They're doing whatever the hell they want to with no repercussion. I seen an old white lady with a Trump hat on being walked down the stairs by the hand from the top of the stairs from Capitol Hill. If there had been a black person, they would have probably kicked them down the stairs or rolled them down the stairs or shot them and then kicked them down the stairs. But instead, they're in there taking selfies with the police officers. They're walking around. They're, they're just doing what the hell they want to because this is white privilege. This is what they've done. They're tired of it. They, but think, we have to think about it. These are the people who are in your neighborhoods who are over your HOAs. These are the people on different boards in your communities. These are your lawyers, your doctors. These are the people in the community that you see every single day. You see them at the gas pump. You see them at the Walmart. You see them at the Targets. And these are the people who are here hitting the ground, making it look like we're a third world country. But hey, we're going to... We're we the blacks we just sitting this one out we just we're gonna sit back and we're gonna watch and see how this unfold you know this was something that was we've never witnessed anything like this in our lives you would think there were you know something was really going on in the country where we had to really have somebody to go in and take the power away you know trump trying to make it seem like it's a dictatorship but no we're not going for this you know we've spoken you're out take your bags get out the white house get to moving get to stepping but he's like nah man i gotta fuck this up before i leave we're gonna make some shit happen you know none of this could possibly happen if there was black folks involved they would have the national guard out there you know they call the national guard the national guard for, showed up four hours later so that it lets us know that this was probably already planned he's like hey look we're not going to make any extra attempt to have any extra security there for all these thousands of people that are there if a thousand people are gathered, there has to be some type of security, but they, they decided not to have him there because they knew what could possibly break out. And because Trump was, you know, doing his thing, he was inciting them. He was saying, show up. You know, he does what he does. He's, he, he's trumping them up. He get them all riled up. And of course, what's going to happen? They're going to explode. They're going to do what they do and they're going to make a ruckus. But we've never seen anything like this in our lives. You know, I was just watching it glued to the TV. It's like, oh my goodness, is this really happening? Are these white folks really out here with their white privileges hitting the ground? Really think they're gonna make a change to, to what's going on? Because they were already at the Senate making a decision on finalizing um, everything that's going to come up for the you know, January, you know, transfer of power, making sure all the, the, the votes have been counted. They, they were there to make sure everything kind of runs smoothly and trying to finalize everything. But instead, they were interrupted by the break in. You know, they were losing it. They had people trapped in. They had people trapped in. You know their offices, and then we see you know guys are on the Senate floors. They have guns. They they're in the offices. They have their feet up on the desk. They're taking selfies. They had, they're running them like they say. They're running them up. They were doing what they felt they they had the authority to do that was given to, to them by Trump. You know he got them all riled up, and so what they're gonna do? They're gonna go out and they're gonna show themselves. But of course, when you go do things like that, your face is on camera. 
you know people taking photos of you but they're gonna it's gonna catch up with you as in the long run your job is gonna figure out if you're working a nine to five your job is gonna figure out where you are they're gonna figure out that you know you were there but you got to give up to Sean King because Sean King was all on top of it. You know, he was posting the pictures, letting people know, giving them names. Like, these are the people who are storming the castle. These are the people that you are seeing in your community that are working with you nine to five at your jobs. And they're out, you know, doing Trump-like things. Instead of Trump just coming out and just saying, hey, man, you guys need to go home. Let's end this. He would just let it go on for hours. And then this is the video that he put out. He didn't even come out and talk. He put out a video. This is what he said. Check this out. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election, but we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel, but go home and go home in peace. Hi everyone, George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for checking out the ABC News YouTube channel. If you'd like to get more videos, show highlights, and watch live event coverage, click on the right over here to subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to download the ABC News app for breaking news alerts. Thanks for watching. <laughs> this is too funny, man. Dudes just keep talking about how he wanted a landslide. Like, bro, what what numbers are you looking at? You were just on, you know, on the phone, you know, being exposed by saying, hey, we need some more votes. Go find some votes. Like, dude, how can you cont continue to be delusional about what really happened? It's over, bro. Let it go. And then he has the nerve to call his people special people. You know, he's already got caught on record with the Proud Boys talking about stand back and stand by. You know, that's what we're doing. We're stand, we standing back. We're going to just let, let y'all have this. We're going to let the white folks fight amongst themselves, let them tear down and do what they do. So we're, we're wondering, like, what's going to happen next? Are these guys going to get arrested? What are they going to do? Because they already said if the looting starts, the shooting starts. I didn't see any shooting. I didn't see anybody. I didn't see any shooting happening because when Black Lives Matter was going on, they had the rubber bullets hit people all in the heads and the eyes and ears and busting people face up. Tear gas everywhere. Zip ties on everybody throwing people in, in back of caravans and throwing them in the, in, in the back of the trucks and, and just roughing people up. You know, I see, I saw none of that. I saw selfies being taken. I saw people being walked down, being escorted out. They basically broke in and then got escorted out, you know, softly. You know, they weren't, they weren't yelling at anybody. They've just been basically holding people's hand, escorting them out, just like you had a, like you had a county fair. Bro, where are you? you just basically raided somewhere where you're not supposed to be? There's a very highly, a very high sensitive place because someone actually got shot there years before. They changed the protocol. You know, one of the security guards got shot where they changed the protocol of someone actually entering the building. So now you're escorting people out. Bro, look, let's just show you how we're in two different Americas. You know, when they were sipping that, like I said again, when they were sipping their teas and, and they were eating their cheese and drinking their wines, when we were out there, you know, getting our heads beat in and cops being, you know, shooting us and doing all those terrible things to us, 
police brutality they were just at home you know chilling you know oh you know that's not you know that's not us i wonder what they did to kind of have to go through that you know i wonder what they did for them to be treated like that but now you're out here fucking shit up talking about a revolution bro this is not a revolution you are a trump supporter there's no revolution in sight for you we're the things times are changing bro y'all gotta let go of that grip that's what happens when you have power for so long and the grip start to, and, the, and the rope start to slip out your hand you do whatever you do whatever you can and whatever it takes to try to hold on to it but it's not happening the fair cool attempt it's over it it, it it's, it's not happening you you can't get it you're not gonna have it's not gonna go down these people are gonna have to go back to their neighborhoods and they're gonna look you in your face and they're gonna smile in your face like nothing ever happened. You know, these people are in your neighborhoods, they're on your city council boards, they're they're running your stores, they're in your grocery stores, they're you know, they're just in your neighborhood every single day. And these people are out here hitting the ground are a uh, hardcore Trump supporters. You know, they're gonna do whatever it takes to kind of hold on to that power and try to keep Trump in, but that's not gonna happen. It's over with. We have to let it go. But they're trying their best, you know. You, <laughs> they're trying their best to try to hold on to that rope, man. That rope is it's starting to slip and it's starting to burn and go through their hands, and they're trying to hold on to it as best as they possibly can. Now we're seeing some of these people are actually going to be, you know, being arrested, but they're putting out photos to try to help get us to help them do their job. But where was it when you guys were, you know, tracking down Black Lives Matter people and you guys track down anybody else that doing any kind of theft online, if they're doing some scams or something like that, you guys don't be putting out no waivers for looking for help then. Why can't you just go out and do your job like you normally would? If you're online, these people photos are being shown. Of course, you should be able to find them. You're tracking the face and recognition stuff anyway. So there's ways if my phone can hear me you know talk about a steak or hear me talk about some type of food or whatever item i was talking about on the phone and then it shows up in my feed then i'd be damned if you can't find a, a face from a photo that's been posted online several times by multiple people throughout the night you should be able to find them there should be no reason why you can't find people to hold them accountable for those things that they've done Trump tried to basically set up people saying, if you tear down a statue or do anything, you're going to get 10 years maximum, maximum penalty. But what about these people here who broke into, you know, broke into the Senate floor and they're having the guns and they're, they're taking podiums and they're taking selfies. They're putting their feet up on, you know, Nancy Pelosi desk. Like what time are you going to give these amount of people? How much time are you going to give them? You know, because you're trying to give, you know, black people trying to st stick us with those 10 years and trying to scare us with that time. But I don't hear you saying anything about the time that you're going to give the people who broke into the facility. Like, that's the double standard that we talk about. That's the two Americas that we're talking about. You know, you you treat the black people. So we had basically this go on, you know, several months prior. And then all of a sudden you hear something several months later that's basically kind of doing the same shit. You out there tearing up something and you're breaking into stuff. And then you're not going to give them the same amount of time? Like, what's the deal? You're like, this is what we're talking about. That two Americas. You're sipping your tea and, and drinking your wine and you're living in your bubble where the real world is actually going out here and struggling. And then all of a sudden when things are kind of disrupting your life, in your life, now all of a sudden you want to get riled up by your by your your Trump supporter friends and you guys on these message boards and you're doing all this and doing all that. And all of a sudden you want to go flip the strip and you want to take over, try to force your way into taking over some power, which it doesn't really work like that. It's a democracy. We don't work like that. We're not third world country but we should have knew something that was going to come along with the end of trump's era as being a president we should have knew something was going to happen because he's been sounding off for these last four years and he's been making waves and there was going to be nothing 
that's going to be surprising that came out of this, you know, this last term of him leaving the White House, you know, because he's been on this role for the long for the longest for the last four years. He's been tweeting. He's been doing everything that a normal president probably wouldn't go through. He's been saying things and citing people. And all of a sudden now you see Twitter and you see Facebook and Instagram. They're trying to ban him like, no, don't try to don't ban him now. You know, don't wait till the end of the term and try to ban him. You know, when the power is kind of being relinquished and, and being passed over. Where were you when he first started tweeting his sideways stuff? Where were you when he was doing that? You know, now you're going to it's easy for to kick someone when they're already down. It's easy to do that, Twitter. You know, you can go and ban them and make it seem like you're you're on your high and mighty horse. Like, oh, this we need to get rid of him. We need, we need to ban him from this. But where were you when he was doing all this talk for the last past four years? Why were you letting him tweet these things then? Then all of a sudden now you want to kind of, you know, go ahead and ban him when you know he only has a few days left into the office. That's what I'm talking about. You know, these people try to be on their high horses and try to think like they're high mighty. But we see, you know, I see right through it. Like you weren't doing that when he was tweeting three and four years ago when things were really popping off. And, and especially when it was going through when we had the George Floyd death and Breonna Taylor. And, you know, we had, you know, just those different type of situation that was happening. that kind of really kind of amped up, you know, the movement and kind of pushed it forward. You know, where were you then? You weren't talking, you you weren't banning him from Twitter. You weren't banning him from Instagram. You weren't censoring his tweets. You weren't doing any of that stuff. But all of a sudden now it's easy for the, you know, go ahead and ban him and say what you're going to do. You know, there's just a part of the world that we're living in, you know, you know, social media kind of, you know, runs the world now. So we have to hold those people accountable as well. The tech companies, we have to hold those tech companies accountable as, as well. But it's all hand in hand when it comes down to this, you know, these these companies and Trump and the government, it's all hand in hand. You know, you have to only way we're going to be able to do you have to break this stuff apart. You have to separate it. You have to treat it as one, you know, one, one entity at a time. You know, we are, you know, in a position where we have a, a opportunity to really make some noise and really make some change, especially with the flipping over of the, you know, the Georgia, the Senate and the House and kind of make a new wave and kind of calm things down. You know, because things are really hot and it's, it's, it's really tight out there in the streets, you know what I mean? So especially with the pandemic going on, you know, they're going back and forth about the 600 or 2000. And he kind of just threw the monkey wrench in that because he really I don't think he really wanted people to get the $600 because they had to go seven months trying to figure out how much they're going to give them. And then all of a sudden they decide they're going to give him the $600. And he's, he comes on that day talking about, oh, no, we're going to let's give him. Why don't you give him $2,000 when he know that was going to lock up everything? He knew the people had went through so much to try to get the 600, come to an agreement on a $600 and then all of a sudden you throw a monkey wrench like oh they should get some wild islands number $2,000 which is which would be very helpful but we already knew that that wasn't going to be a viable option because they fought so hard against one another to get to the to the agreement of the $600 so he's always been doing his little stuff here and there to just throw the monkey wrench in there and as we already know that you know again someone got shot another cop got off quietly you know they just kind of mentioned it and it just went under the rug you know jacob blake you know he was shot seven times a young man was shot seven times in kenosha wisconsin you know by the police officer and he's not gonna get any charges done so that quietly went under the radar again another cop gets off for shooting a black man there was no reason for him to shoot a black man seven times and now he's paralyzed and his whole life has changed. Whereas the cop kind of eased onto another job and is quietly being pushed to the side. And the country is kind of not even talking about it because we're talking about everything that happened on the Senate floor and at Capitol Hill and seeing white privilege bum rushing and just trying to start a revolution as she say. This is a revolution. Like really, there's no revolution that's going on. You just are you just are trying to get your way and you're trying to hold on to that rope, but let it go. It's over with. But could you really imagine a black man forcing his way into the Capitol Hill, 
forcing his way into the Senate floor, getting in one of those stands, getting behind one of the podiums and standing up and talking about Black Lives Matter, he would have been shot dead on the Senate floor. He would have been shot dead on the floor and they would have put it on the news and they would have showed you and try to make an example out of him to make sure this never happens again. Let alone force, what if another black man forced his way into the, into the Senate hall and then forced his way into an office, get into Nancy Pelosi's office, put his feet up on the desk, they would have shot him dead. It would have been no questions asked. He'd have came in there, shot fires and, answered, and asked questions later. No, that didn't happen. That did not happen. They basically let those guys do what they want to do, let them walk out, go back to their homes, eat their nice meals with their family, and talk about the stories that they just they just committed. That's the tale they're going to always tell their grandkids and tell the other members of the family, other Trump supporters. They're going to say, this is what we did. This is what we accomplished. Let's keep going. We can do it again. We can do more. Trump is our leader. We're going to continue to fight the power. We're going to continue to do what we have to do. These are the opportunities that you're supposed to put the nail in the coffin and shut it down. But they didn't want to do that. They wanted you know, Trump wanted it to happen. He was probably sitting back in the over office or wherever he was and just saying, hey, look, this is what I wanted to happen. I'm going to fuck this up before I leave. If it's going to go to somebody else's hand, they're going to have somebody else going to have to deal with these problems. Not me. I know they talked about impeaching him, but, you know, what's the point of impeaching him if he's going to only be in, in office for another week and a half? But aha, there's a reason. Aha, there's a reason. We know that he beat it the first time, but if he was able to not be able to beat it the second time, he doesn't have the power behind him that he had previously. Also, do you know when someone's a president, they have the opportunity to have a full detail for the rest of their life on Secret Service? They get to draw what is almost like a pension of a, maybe 100 or 200,000. They get this the medical attention. They get all the best of the best because they have been served as a president of the United States. But if you get impeached, you don't get those benefits. So, aha, uh -huh. what if they impeach him and it works? Even though he probably has all these multi-billion dollar businesses that's running around the world because you know he's been always been about, you know, hustling people and scamming people and not paying taxes. So we already know he ain't paying no taxes. You know, we need to figure out how in the world could you make this much money and not pay taxes? Because they always know the loopholes. We gotta, you know, that's what it, it was all about. Learn the loopholes in the system. And that's what they do. They learn all the loopholes, they don't pay any taxes, and people like us are paying all the taxes. But you know what? It always catches up with you in the end. So his day is coming, you know, like everybody else. It always catches up with you in the end. We only have another week and a half, I think, to January the 20th. Or that's about a week and a half or, or so to kind of deal with the rest, rest of his rhetoric. Hopefully he kind of goes in his hole, stays quiet and just be gone. You know, we don't have to see him or hear from him anymore. We've heard enough from him. We've seen him enough for the last four years to which now it's time for someone else to kind of take over and kind of do what they're going to do. You know, even though the next the next regime might not be everything we hoped and desired but hey it's better than what we have right now time will tell but you no know, anything is better than someone in there just kind of inciting violence and and not looking out for the people and not doing the right things you know we've we, we've seen enough we've had enough and now it's time to move on to something a little bit better you know with that i'll go ahead and wrap up this segment stick around with your boy i'll be right back Thank you for sticking around to the Dovision Experience Podcast. It's your boy Frank Lee. I'm back with another one. 
So, man, with this segment, I just want to talk about, you know, I want to send prayers up to Dr. Dre. I know he, you know, he had a brain aneurysm that happened to him. He was in the hospital, probably in intensive care, kind of came out of nowhere. I know I saw a lot of prayers up for him. You know, hopefully he's doing better now. You know, but, man, we just have to, you know, take care of our bodies as best as possible, man. You know, try to stay stress-free, man. You know, you know, stress is the number one killer when it comes to, you know, somebody just losing their life over, like, a heart attack or, you know, just some some wild things that you wouldn't normally see for a, a, a person who is kind of young in their life. You know, stress can be a killer. We know he's been going through this battle with his wife. You know, he's trying to, you know, go through a divorce. You know, he's he's been going and battling with that for a while now. You know, she's been coming up with this astronom astronomical number and they've probably been going back and forth in his course, man. And it's probably just putting a lot of stress on him, man. You know, that could be a very stressful situation, especially when you live in the state of California. And he's been, you know, making the amount of money he's been making. You know, he's been doing the kind of things and the deals he's been making, especially with the Beats headphone and, you know, selling it off to Apple, you know, accumulating a lot of, you know, great music and getting his royalty checks and just living this amazing lifestyle that they probably been accumulated for themselves and and she wants to continue to live that lifestyle so she's going to do whatever it takes to continue to live a lifestyle and it's probably got the man stressed out man he's probably stressed out to the to be um, beyond belief you know you know stress is a it's a hidden it's a hidden thing that you just don't see it you know you don't really just feel it it's not something that you you just know that just happened to you it's almost almost it's almost to a point where you have to say man hey look i gotta take a step back man i gotta really kind of take care of myself i gotta go and take a break from this i need to meditate you know, I need to take a drive or I need to do whatever you need to do to kind of, you know, just get yourself stress free, man. You got to stay you got to stay calm out here, you know, man, because it's, it's a lot of stuff that can really stress you out. And stress can put a lot of strain on the body and put a lot of strain on the heart. And when the heart starts to have a problem, man, the whole entire body starts to have problems. So, you know, man, you guys have to got to take care of yourselves, exercise, eat right, and just lower the stress level because a brain aneurysm, you just don't think of something like that to happen because that's not a real a, a big occurrence that you hear a lot, a brain aneurysm, and you don't really know where it comes from. So it just kind of happened to him. And like I said, man, my prayers up for him. I hope he's all right. Dre has given us a, a ton of great music, man. Some classic music, classic albums, you know, the Chronic album. He's worked with Dr. He's worked with, you know, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. You know, he's worked with 50. You know, he's just worked with Kendrick. He's worked with a ton of people, many, many more. He's given opportunities and, and, and enriched their lives with the, the musical talents that he has. He's been given a gifting. He's done amazing things, man. And so to lose him to a brain aneurysm, you want him to live a long, long, fruitful life, man. You want to you want to die oh you know but nobody wants to die you know middle age and young you know we want to live a full-fledged life where we've seen our grandkids and our great grandkids live you know you want to just make sure that the, the world is left at a better place than before you got here you know and i know he's been having his ups and downs where they you know he's been going through a situation with his you know women problems and things like that but we all kind of go through our problems but that's that's no way and know how uh a karma for someone to die with from a brain aneurysm man you want to make sure that you you die you know quietly in your sleep after you've accomplished all your goals in life he still have more to give we always have more to give you know you can always find new things to get get into and new things to be philanthropists about you know you can kind of you can always be somewhere and be be a help to somebody and be inspired to somebody we don't want to lose you know these people who are basically you know been out, throughout our childhood has been giving us all this amazing music and amazing moments in our lifetime that we can always look back on but they are just human they're human beings they're not they're, they're no better than anybody else they're still human beings yes i know 
that. But when you have a gift and a talent like that to spread music throughout the world, because I feel like music is the number one language that any and everybody can understand. We all can understand the beat. We might not be able to understand the words, but we can understand a beat and a rhythm and a vibe. We can understand that. We can be two different people from two different countries in the same place, but if some music comes on and we both can vibe to it, I feel like we can communicate. So I feel like music is like the number one way, number one language or the number one way that we can communicate throughout the world. And so he's he's unlocked that ability and he's now he's been sharing with that, you know, for decades with us. And for us to lose him to a brain aneurysm, I think that would be totally devastating, you know, for the world to lose a, a great person who's been giving us amazing music for his for his entire life. You know, you know, for him to to continue to go on and, and grow as a human being, you know, he's going to if he survives this and comes back 100%, I'm definitely sure he's gonna change some things about his life. I'm definitely sure he's gonna find ways to lower the stress level in his life or whatever could be the cause of it. I'm just I'm just um, noting that it could possibly be stress. I don't know it's stress, but I just know how stress works on the body, man. Stress is a killer. You know, stress gets to get on your shoulders and get on your back. And sometimes you just can't shake it because you're just in it every single day and you don't think anything's gonna change. And it's just more and more and just continue to pile on you and you worry. And then the stress just kind of takes over you. But you have to kind of ease, take a step back and breathe and, you know, meditate, exercise. You have to do things that allow you to, you know, not have to worry about things. You have to take your time, work on your breathing exercises, stretch, or, you know, just work the body out, man. Because as we get older, we do we tend to do less movement this, and the body and the tension and the muscles tend to tighten up. And it's a lot harder for us to to work those muscles. But, you know, as you're as a child, you're very I'm looking at my kids. My kids are so flexible. She can my kids can bend, contort all different types of ways. And then I'm on the floor and I'm trying to exercise. I'm trying to stretch with them and move around with them. And I can feel my body tighten up and I can feel my body changing. So I can imagine somebody who's a little bit older than I am in their 50s or late 40s and early 50s that that body has completely changed with them. So I just want to just put that out to everybody, you know, just make sure that you are exercising, you're eating right, you're drinking water and you're keeping your mind sharp. That's the main thing. Keep your mind sharp. If you have to play, you know, Sudoku or anything, just play some type, keep something to keep your mind going and keep your mind occupied, because if you let your mind slip, the body will go with it as well. 2021 is going to be an amazing year for you. I already know it. Like I said previously in the episode, you know, 180 days. Let's make those goals. Let's set them. Let's write them down. Let's scratch off those those goals. Once you hit them, you know, hit that single and hit that double. Don't just swing for the fences. It's going to come. Be patient. You know, 100% behind this one idea. Go forward for 180 days and just see where it gets you. You know, I just want to go ahead and give you guys the encouragement and inspire you because this is the top of the year and this is the time that you want to take action now because things are going to get better. You know, the country is going to change. You know, we're going to get back to somewhat of a normal life at some point and you have to be prepared. And this can be the moment where you change the whole fortune for your entire generations of your family and your kids and your great grandkids. So this is your boy, Frank Nitty. I'm here with the encouragement. I want to inspire you. Continue to do what you do and with that. I want to remind you that it's always collaboration over competition. This your boy, Frank Nitty. I'm out. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full link video from this episode, please visit dovision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at dovisionsf. Also, send me an email to someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at dovisionsf at gmail.com. 
Also, please join the Dovision Club at patreon.com forward slash Dovision for early access to the content and some of the behind the scenes look at some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this your boy Frank Nitty, and I'm out.